Advancing Public Health with Wearables. Strategic Development of IOMT Biosensing Lifestyle Devices. Episode 3, Wearable IOMT Physiological Devices. Definition, Applications, and Challenges Yielding Innovations. We're speaking with Christopher Montalbano. He's the CEO of MIDI Medical Product Development. Chris, for new listeners joining this podcast, can you provide some uh, some quick background here about MIDI? It would be my pleasure, Matt. MIDI is a medical device development firm located right outside of New York City. We've been in business over 45 years and assist clients in conceptualizing and commercializing their medical devices. We utilize a unique process called development DNA, which infuses innovation and competitive differentiation into the device while conforming with the FDA QSR and ISO 1345. Thanks for that background, Chris. In the last podcast, you provided a, a detailed overview on wearable IOMT biosensory devices, uh, their applications and challenges yielding development innovations. Can you elaborate on what wearable IOMT physiological devices are all about? Absolutely, Matt. Let's start with defining these devices and then reviewing common physiological parameters that are measured. So physiological sensor devices differ from biosensory devices in that they do not utilize a biological body sample, but instead measure the user's physiological parameters with non-invasive body sensors that collect vital signs continuously. This category of device, like the biosensory devices, can provide for disease monitoring, prevention, and treatment. Examples of physiological parameters include, so for example, EEG readings of the brain. Here at MIDI, we're in the process right now of wrapping up the development of an early stroke detection system for forest devices that is used in ambulances. It has a head cap that looks for a disparity in the left hemisphere and right hemisphere EEG readings to make a determination. It was just designated by the FDA as a breakthrough device and has clinical trials currently underway in Alberta, Canada. It sounds like that technology in the hands of ambulance techs is going to be a game changer. That's correct, Matt. We're quite excited about it. Other common physiological parameters that are measured by wearable IOMT devices include EKG of the heart, also pulse oximetry, meaning blood oxygenation content, demonstrating if your heart and lungs are supplying enough oxygen to meet your body's needs. Skin conductance is another, which is an indirect measure of sympathetic autonomic activity that is associated with both emotion and attention. We also have blood pressure measurements, heart rate measurements, and one last one to mention is body temperature measurement. Now that we have a basic understanding of wearable IOMT physiological devices, what would you say is one of the top challenges in designing for these devices? Hmm, that's, that's an interesting question. While there are a number of challenges, one prevalent challenge is ensuring proper contact between the physiological sensor embedded in the device and the subject's body. So to achieve efficacy, a wearable has to encourage proper use and compliance through direct contact with the body without inducing discomfort to the wear. Compliance could be achieved through lifestyle HFE optimization and use of advanced materials and intelligent ergonometric design, providing the necessary scalability in human form 
and flexibility for lifestyle motion. Common form factors that assist in achieving these goals include easy to apply and remove wristbands or watches, arm straps, torso wraps, also headpieces, either worn like glasses or strapped or capped like the forest device early stroke detection our team has engineered that I mentioned. Another form factor is earpieces like earbuds. Now, Ryan Crodell, the VP of Valence Cell, will be our guest speaker in the next podcast, and his company produces physiological sensors for earbuds and other shapes and sizes. These devices have certainly become mainstream, incorporated into our everyday life. Now, based upon collecting these physiological data metrics on subjects, what would be some examples of medical applications which can benefit patients using this data? Some interesting application examples include intensive care and post-op applications. Now, intensive care is one of the most challenging and stressful health services where a doctor or a team of doctors needs to make critical decisions quickly. So these decisions often have to be made when the critical physiological parameters are taken intermittently with spot checks and sometimes not taken at all due to lack of nurse compliance. In such situations, wearable sensors that facilitate the continuous measurement of vital signs can provide an early indication of deterioration, lowering risks of complications, and potentially help patients recover faster. Similar applications, such as post-operative outpatient applications, will equally benefit from a remote, continuous physiological measurement approach. Now let's discuss COVID-19 applications. They are some of the most relevant applications given the times. The COVID-19 pandemic has created a need to harness and leverage our digital infrastructure for remote patient monitoring. The translation of such technology toward predicting the incidence of COVID-19 remains a necessity. So when used together with predictive platforms, users of IOMT wearable devices can be alerted when changes in their metrics match those associated with COVID-19. Now, Anonymous data localized to regions such as zip codes could provide public health officials and researchers a valuable tool to track and mitigate the spread of the virus, particularly during a future wave. So relevant physiological metrics, which can be measured from devices, highlights their role in tracking the health, stability, and recovery of COVID-19 individuals and frontline workers. So there are physiological metrics that can be used to extrapolate the preemptive onset of COVID-19. First, let's review early detection parameters, which include number one, heart rate monitoring and changes from the individual's baseline on that heart rate. A Mount Sinai study using Apple Watches observed this phenomenon seven days prior to any symptom being felt. Another market example, a second example includes Empatica's medical smartwatch called Embrace Plus in conjunction with their cloud-based algorithm called Aura, which provides advanced detection using physiological parameters like heart rate, heart rate variability, temperature, respiratory rate, and electrodermal activity. Now, a late detection physiological parameter for COVID-19 includes monitoring a decrease in blood oxygenation level, for example. Now let's move to another interesting example of medical applications which can benefit from physiological data monitoring. And that includes 
neurotechnology applications. So with this example, it's very interesting because it involves a feedback loop. Now, the growing field of bioelectronic medicine has demonstrated the human body is a biocircuit such that induced neuromodulation via electrical stimulus at appropriate locations on the body can induce a prescribed reaction to achieve a clinical outcome. So an applicable uh, closed loop system that automatically adapts to a patient's clinical state can enhance the efficacy of a therapy. So for example, observing directly how the brain reacts, like an EEG reading, to stimulation in real time with utilization of an algorithm and stimulation refinement provides for physiological state optimization. So clinical applications in neuromodulation or the neurotechnology field include mitigating chronic pain. Another is arresting seizures as related to epilepsy, also Parkinson's disease and enhancing motor function. One application growing in relevance is improving mood disorders. Another is mitigating the effects of drug withdrawal symptoms like opioid withdrawal. Those are interesting applications providing specific benefits to the patient. What would be some examples of other wearable IOMT physiological device applications? So other applications could include and do include hypertension mitigation, stress mitigation, heart disease monitoring, also dementia mitigation, um, predicting migraine attacks, assessment of a treatment's efficacy, and there are many other applications, although one last one to mention is monitoring rehabilitation in the elderly. Now, bringing healthcare to the patient in a telemedicine or telediagnostics modality, using a physiological sensor wearable form factor must have its development and commercialization challenges. I have a pretty good idea you'll be able to highlight a few of these challenges, right? Absolutely, Matt. Well, we view these challenges as opportunities to innovate and create intellectual property for our clients via unique designs and engineering solutions. So here's a, a short sampling of some of the challenges. So the first is proper contact. So maintaining intimate yet comfortable contact with the targeted zones of the body is very important. In addition, accuracy of body location is particularly sensitive in neuromodulation devices. Another challenge is ruggedizing to ensure lifestyle situations and addressing high IP ratings. Also, you need to think about and address cybersecurity and HIPAA compliance. Now, mitigating power consumption is another big challenge. So now you can maximize uptime, yet minimize battery size by being strategic with a, a few key things. So, so number one, optimizing duty cycle because sensors can be power hungry. Also being strategic about data collection with post-processing and apps. Another thing that mitigates power consumption is uh, being efficient with wireless communication and picking wireless communication that pairs well with the user and usage ceremony. So for example, BLE, uh, low energy Bluetooth helps with that. And also configuring multiple sleep mode states to conserve power and, and uh, the consumption of that power. Now, you just took us on an interesting deep review of what is involved with wearable IOMT physiological devices. What's next? Most definitely, Matt. Now, in next week's podcast, episode four, we will explore applying MIDI's innovation roadmap 
to address wearable IOMT challenges yielding innovations. We will demonstrate how to commercialize these devices utilizing the roadmap steps from our development DNA approach. And with this approach, MIDI's teams of engineers and usability experts tied to their industrial designers have the ability to utilize the development DNA innovation roadmap to address the functional, lifestyle, cost of manufacture, safety, and business requirements of what I'm going to call the quote-unquote golden standard approach, which is paired with the follow-through to execute upon that approach in a rapid, agile product development fashion under MIDI's quality first umbrella. The next podcast, episode four in this series, will explore applying MIDI's innovation roadmap to address wearable IOMT challenges yielding innovations. 